Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hmm. <laughs> Hey, pal, we're live. Hey, we're live, pal. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the A-Side Live Chat here on MMAfighting.com. Welcome, everyone, to our... Welcome, everyone, from Twitter and Facebook. As you know, we're streaming from there now. So if you're new to the show, new to the programming, welcome. Hello to all of our longtime YouTube listeners. And for those of us, those of you that are listening after this is live on all the podcasts... We haven't forgot about you. We just hear, we don't hear from you until the show is over, so we don't get to interact much. But hello, everyone. I am, of course, Jose Youngs, host of the A-Side Live Chat. We're one hour early because Bellator decided they needed to do immediate in the right in the middle of our pre our normally scheduled A-Side slot. But that's neither here nor there. Welcome back this week, Kristen King, longtime friend of the show. She's my friend and yours. Kristen, how's life in Florida? Life is good in Florida. I can't really complain, honestly. Thank you guys for having me back. Yeah, we've been wanting to get Kristen back on for a long time, and today's the day it's done. And of course, on the ones and twos, Casey, how's your Cinco de Mayo been? It's not Cinco de Mayo. It is the two-year anniversary of me marrying Esther freaking Lynn. Cinco. All right, <gasps> that's fair. Oh, happy anniversary. Well, happy anniversary, Casey. Happy anniversary, Mexico, for winning, defeating Texas in that one battle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. F.U. Texas. Didn't work out. Even through 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 a big wedding to celebrate it. That's true. Anyway, you guys know the drill. Ask all the questions you want. Kristen, I, or Casey will try to answer it. If you're on Twitter or Facebook, leave it in the comments, or you can tweet at us, or you can message us, or you can go on the MMAfighting.com, find the A-side post, ask the question there. Casey's man in the comment section, ask any and all things you want. I'm assuming most of it will be about MMA, but you never know. Last week when we had Ant, we talked about 45 minutes on one topic and got very sidetracked. We will try not to do that, but no promises. Right. Anyway. Here we go. That's it. Got a bunch of questions. I didn't really put them in any order, so let's see what happens. Good. Let's get weird. Leon and Nate's fight being pushed back from Tristan Gordet on site. 
which USC pay-per-view card do you think Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards would have been better on? USC 262 or now USC 263? Or does it even matter? With the fight being pushed back to UFC 263, the minor injury to Nate may have been a blessing in disguise. I think USC 263 is shaping to be one of the most impressive pay-per-view cards of the year so far. So yes, for those of you who aren't aware, Nate Diaz or Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz was previously scheduled to be the co-main event. UFC 262 in Houston uh, in a few weeks. It was a five-round co-main event, historic five-round co-main event. That is now happening. UFC 263 on June 12th here in Arizona. No idea if it's going to be five rounds, but we'll get to that in a second. Kristen, which which card benefits most from this hap- – This which card would have benefited most from this fight happening on that card? I feel like now probably UFC 263 just because it's such a stacked card. Like we already had Izzy and Vittori. We had Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. And now we have Nate and Leon on this card. I'm truly jealous of all you people in Arizona because you guys are getting such a good card. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I know you're happy about this, Jose. You can sleep in your own bed for fight week and all that stuff. And you get a stellar pay-per-view card. That's great. So I feel like UFC 263 benefits the most. And it's just going to be a really fun card. Hopefully it stays together because for whatever reason, it seems like Leon Edwards always gets the short end, end of the stick with this type of stuff. I mean, he's been away for a little bit. He recently fought with uh, Bilal Muhammad, but then that ended in controversy due to an eye poke. So I am hoping it sticks together for the sake of this card. And even if it doesn't, it's still going to be a very good card. Casey, which fight should this, which fight would, which fight card would benefit the most from Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards being on it? Oh, um, the Houston card. That, that card needs it. It's got a fake title fight. And um, this was clearly the people's main event. So, uh, yeah, now, um, yeah, the Houston card is now just um, one twisted ankle, one, um, one COVID test, one, one visa, no travel visa doesn't go through that. We don't have a main event. So uh, I know the UFC is, you know, super like crossing fingers and sweating that that Houston card uh, comes through with Chandler Oliver because, uh, yeah, if, it, if that one drops out, that's a whole lot of bad for the UFC. <laughs> And the, yeah, and the Phoenix, the Phoenix, oh, the Glendale card. Glendale, yeah. Is there, is there a difference? Yes, very is, much so. Oh. Yeah, this card, and the, 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 the Arizona, Arizona card, it was fine. Now it's just extra loaded. Now it's going to have, the problem though is it's going to have three, basically three title fights, three 25 minute fights. So, uh, no, two, 261, that proved to be awesome. But you know it's um it's risky. But here we are. And I'm looking at the main card for which for which so one? 263. Uh, I'm trying to see because obviously Nate Leon or Leon Nate would be right below the title fights. So you'd have to bump Craig Jamal Hill, Damian Maya, Bala Muhammad, or Drew Dober, Brad Riddell. I s- imagine they're going to drop the light heavyweight, maybe Paul Craig Jamal Hill to the ES featured ESPN card because the rest of that card. Oh, maybe because Lauren Murphy and Joanne Calderwood is on that card too. That might have to be the the top, like the featured prelim. But I have no idea on because I do not want a six fight main card, especially with no. three twenty five three twenty five minute fights. But we've had we just we were supposed to have three twenty five minute fights in Jacksonville, and none of them lasted twenty five minutes. So who knows? Which is very but, rare. Uh, very <laughs> that, very rare. That also well, happened. happened in, in, that was the second shortest. I mean, like second shortest pay per view ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever you. 
<laughs> UFC 217 was the same way that had uh, the Garbrandt getting KO'd by Dillashaw, Rose KOing Joanna, and uh, GSP tapping out Bisbin. And that was also on the East Coast. So, talking about the East, East Coast cards, the fight gods are just like, you know what? You don't have to stay in the arena until five in the morning. Mm-hmm. But uh, chances are, I think Figueredo Moreno will probably go five rounds again because that fight, first fight was a banger. Uh, and then who knows? Other than that, it's just a bunch of really, really high level. Damian Maya's retirement fight, allegedly, I imagine will stay on the main card. But is that, yes, is I, that his retirement fight? Is that's what officially? our own Garmic, that's what our own Garmic Cruz has been reporting that this would be his last fight. But like I haven't heard it from Damian Maya. Yeah, I feel like this. But is- I trust Gear. I trust Guillerme, uh, and he's been on that beat for a long time. We've been trying to fancy match make that fight for a while. We thought it was gonna be it was gonna be Diego Sanchez, but that's another can of worms. We well probably open later on but i agree with you casey houston would have been great but i'm not complaining if it's on the oh yeah i mean card. but you know you know it kind of is a bummer if that if it is true damian Myers retiring on the glendale card it kind of sucks that nate and leon are on that card because i mean of course because that would be the, maybe kind of the the feature fight outside of the title fights and now i feel like the mm. damian Myers retirement is going to get kind of overshadowed no matter what happens you know so that's all just just a bummer for damien but you know whatever he he hasn't fought since getting losing to gilbert burns that was the first pandemic card remember like they they turned all the fans away so maybe he's changed his mind i don't know we'll find out yeah yeah you're right um congratulations to guillerme for becoming a dad becoming a dad so i was gonna say i'll find out from guillerme but he is has much needed time away from the fight scene to deal with the birth of uh, his first kid. I like it. He posted that photo um, of him and his wife, Carol, uh, Carol, and the baby. But like, I mean, but like the baby was fresh. I mean, it was like, it looked like about 30 seconds old. And oh like, <laughs> I was like, that is the freshest baby I've ever seen on Instagram. Wow. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Jenny Andrade like posted a video of her like giving birth on her Instagram. All right, let's talk talk MMA. Yeah, don't find, don't look for it. (laughs) They do it differently down in Brazil. All right, thank you. Anyway, thank you for the question, Tristan. Long time commenter. All right. (laughs) This is kind of a broad question. Bayaz Rafiq, I apologize if I mispronounce your name on Twitter. How do you see contract works? Please give a thorough explanation. Well, we're the wrong persons to ask. If you want, yeah. was it uh I'm bloody elbow Nat? What's his first name? First name Jason, John Josh. Nash. Josh, John, John Nash. That's right. Nash. Yeah, yeah. I was. There's a million Johns, Jasons, whatever's in the world. Yes, uh, he would be the better one to ask because this is basically right up his alley. Or Stephen Morocco probably knows a lot more than we do. But normally, fight contracts, a normal one would be like your rookie one, four fight deal. You make X amount to make weight, and then if you make weight, you get that. And if you win, you get the exact same amount as a quote-unquote win bonus plus whatever performance bonus you get. So say you sign a four-fight contract for 40K to show, 40K to win. You could walk away with, with, with air quotes, $80,000 before taxes. But that's, that's, how, without that's how contracts work for those low-level yeah, those, that fighters. is a, that is a very low level, and like because I'm not, I don't, I'm not privy to Conor McGregor's finances with the UFC. If that's what you're asking. Generally, contract UFC contracts work where you sign a contract, you have to obey everything in it, and if the UFC decides they want to change something, they can do it. Yes. 
can't get cut off. Tech, yeah. don't, don't normally get cut off, cut off a win, but that is proven not to be factual in some cases. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. go as Steven or John. And they're super, super, super. UFC is super secretive about what's in Very their contracts. Much so. Very much so. Yeah. So that's why you don't see fighters and managers just showing their contracts publicly because I'm pretty sure they can get in trouble for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four Corner oh, Sports wait, yeah, on Twitter. Wait, wait, sorry, my already answered this. You can read it. Sorry. With Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards off UFC 262 and moved to UFC 263, what does this favor? Who does this favor more for more for weeks prep weeks to prep for their opponent? Well, it's Leon versus Nate. Higher ranked opponent gets top billing. I don't care if Nate's more popular. Anyway, uh, Kristen, who does this benefit more for between the fighters? I mean. I guess Nate maybe just because he's been a while uh, away for such a long time and he gets a little bit more to prepare. But then I'm like, it's off the end of an injury. So I'm not really sure mm. how that's going to play a role in his preparation now that he's taken on like, what rank is Leon Edwards right now? Is he number three at welterweight? He's, he's, up three, there, or, I think. he's three or two. <laughs> Yeah. Right what, 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 what is he in your own personal rankings? Because the UFC rankings are a power poo poo. So that's all that matters. I just care about your <laughs> I put rankings, him, Kristen. I I put him too. Yeah, I would put him at two rankings. as well. Yeah, I feel like Leon Edwards is probably way overdue for a title shot at this point. And um, I guess I, I guess Nate is going to probably need more time to prepare for someone who is probably going to contend for the title by the end of the year. Hopefully, hopefully, but we really don't know. So I think it. It's better for Nate. It's clearly better for Casey? Nate because he's injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Time to recover. <laughs> I mean, I like, because we remember what happened when he lost when he lost to Jorge. He said he had a little injury and he wasn't allowed to. He wasn't able to uh, get his cardio right. That's what mm-hmm. that was his big. That was his big thing at the end. Like he he wanted to pace himself at the beginning so he could uh, kind of pick it up in the pick pick up the pace at the end. And he wasn't able to because his face got gashed open. Uh, he it also opened, fought it opened up the same cut. Yep, from the, yeah. Pettis, yes. from the Pettis fight. According to the US according to the UFC rankings, Leon Edwards is the third ranked welterweight. Like obviously Usman's champion, and then Covington Burns Edwards. I'd probably in my rankings, I'd just swap Edwards and Burns, but that's yeah, I think that's, so too. You know, one's one the same. That's that's the same. Yeah. 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 They're re- and then Steven Thompson's four and Masvidal fell to five. Uh I don't have an issue with Wait, where was Masvidal? What, wait, where was Masvidal? I think Mas I believe Masvidal was two or three. So wait, how do you yeah. go- I don't understand. Like, like I think we had this. Um, we did an interview with uh, Shane Burgos. After he lost to Emmett, he was ranked number fourteen, and then he didn't fight for nine months, and now he's ranked at number nine. He's like, cool. I don't know. I went. I went up six spots in the rankings. I didn't fight once. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. Uh, I guess that's what. Like while he was away, like who fought, who lost, and then he just yeah, kind of got a lot of it. Like if the last time Shane Burgos lost, since then Yusef has lost, Hakeem Duarte's cracked the top fifteen, uh, Gia Chikadze just like knocked a bunch of people down. So he just got he just got elevated by default. It looks like yeah, promotion yeah. by combat. Like Wonder Boy went up a spot because Masvidal got knocked out. You know, it's just and, weird how things. I don't know. And for whatever reason, Michael Chiesa jumped up one spot. <laughs> I feel oh, like yeah, that's enough. I feel like all that. the rankings have like a, a plus or minus two at least. Like you, yeah. you, you can rank someone three, and they could be four, or they could be two. It's like whatever, as long as they're not like ten. It's like yeah, it's, it's in the area. It's 
So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Once you're in the top five, you're golden. Anyway, thank you for the question. Another one from Four Corner. Oh, nope. Yeah, one? yeah. Nope. Four Corner Sports again with D- with Diaz and Edwards, Edwards and Diaz out of UFC 262, and Randy Costa and Adrian Yanis asking the UFC to bump their fight to UFC 262. What are the chances the UFC puts them on that card considering they are asking for it? And Yanis is from Houston. Man, it makes sense, but it's the UFC and it's MMA, and this is a silly sport, and nothing we want happens. But Kristen, what are the chances that we that fight fans and the fighters get what they want? I mean, it happened with the making of this fight. I mean, this is probably one of the most like wholesome fight bookings that we've seen in recent months, mm-hmm. just because it literally started over such a cute beef between Dr. Pepper and Reese's peanut butter cups. That's hilarious. I love Reese's and I love Dr. Pepper. I eat them together sometimes. So I love this fight. And I hope that if the UFC is seeing what kind of traction this type of stuff is getting on social media and you see that they're tagging the UFC brass and stuff, I would hope that they add it to the main card. And Yanez is such a such a good like prospect. So is so is Costa. That's a perfect showcase fight for this division. Why not put her on the main card? Well, it is not a loaded card, so uh, yeah, nope. it, it it would fit up there, and um, yeah, and you got in the thirty fivers, correct? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the the best division in the sport, yeah, might as well highlight a super. Yeah, that's actually a perfect opener for the pay per view, to be honest. I was gonna say, yeah, have them open the card. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston. The, there are some really good prelim fights. Not gonna lie. Yeah, good prelim fights, but not 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 yeah. not the ones that fans care about. Hermanson Shabazian's a scrap. Yeah, you think? that's on the prelims. Is that the feature yeah. prelim? No, that's right in the middle of ESPN. That's like smack in the middle. In the middle. I'm to, wow. And, and Andrea Lee, Antonina Shevchenko, Lando Venata's on the fight pass prelims versus Mike Grundy. That's a great fight. Uh, Kevin Aguilar. Yeah, there's there's some good scraps. Beverly Hills Ninja's back. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised Hermanson Shabazian's not on the featured prelim or on the pay per view, but whatever. Shaka Ray's on the prelims too. Decent scraps. What's the new the new co-main event? Is Tony Ferguson, Benil Darius. Good fight. Oh, oh yeah, that, not that, that should be. The, yeah, that should be yeah. the co-main. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not arguing that, but it's not Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards or Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz. Anyway, thank you for the question. Four Corner Sports. It is true. It is not those two other guys. Oh, Matt Snell's supposedly on this card too, from. Azan Zaman, apologies if I mispronounce your name. Questions. Why don't fighters make better use of their interviews by calling out viable opponents? Most of them end up thanking family and sponsors or name someone way ahead of them. Should Anil versus Magni get the co-main event over Cowboy versus Moreno or Morono? What's next for Ryan Hall? Dude is 37 years old, and I don't think he can be champ. Oh, what? versus the Joker. So we're gonna go, oh. we're gonna start at the top. This Why don't most fighters make better heard. use? Yeah. Why don't most <laughs> fighters make better use of their interviews by calling out viable opponents? Most of them end up thanking family and sponsors or name some way out of them. Well, I don't know. Ask them. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. Um, I don't personally care. Like, obviously, I would prefer call outs. Um, dude, shoot your shot. If you want to fight someone way ahead of you, what are you going to do? What's the worst that could happen? You don't get it. Whatever. But, but, but this question is Mr. Zaman. We goes most goes like most of them end up thanking family and sponsors. Like, how dare they? <laughs> like, what what do like, like 
I mean, you, you gotta make you gotta make money somehow. So I would hope you thank your sponsors at the end of a yeah. fight. No, thank your coaches. Thank thank yeah, the people who got you. you there. It's like this yeah. is a this is a freaking team sport. No one gets there also, alone. Most like, most fight most fighters when they're done fighting, they've been training for eight to eleven weeks. They just got in a fist fight. They've been punched a whole lot. They're exhausted. I am pretty confident they don't want to think about doing all that again right away. So if you're talking exactly. about interviews, if you're talking about interviews immediately after, they're probably I, they don't want to talk about fighting or think about a next opponent. They just want to talk, like you know, get back to their family. Like Brandon yeah, Allen, when he went in Jacksonville, just got in his car and drove home all the way back to Louisiana. He's like, I just want to see my kid. I don't want to talk about fighting. Yeah, I mean, I I can appreciate calling out an opponent, but do I necessarily mm-hmm. need it? No, not really. And if you call someone way ahead of you, what's the issue in that? Like, what's that quote that says like? shoot for the moon and even if you don't you'll land among the stars go for it call somebody out even if you're ranked number 59 i'd hope you call for someone in like the top 15 because that means you want to be there and you may not get it but at least you have initiative because you're like yeah i want to be up there with those guys i'm fine with that 100 but you know what when people call up this is all dependent on whoever is making the call out everything is dependent on your opinion of them when before kamar uzum was champ he was always calling out people, people, and he never got that fight. And all the fans were like, "Look at this guy just whining for big fights. Oh, he doesn't deserve a big fight." So like, it's just it all depends on who you are. And the idea that you have to call someone out like that, like it matters. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what the matchmakers feel matters. Um, I got not embarrassed, but, but um, when uh, when uh, Whitaker beat Jacare, I asked Whitaker in the post presser. Basically, I think Luke Rockhold was, you know, talking crap on Twitter at that time to Whitaker. I asked him about, would you want to face uh, Rockhold next? Because he didn't call anyone out. And Whitaker kind of looked at me because, like, like, bro, I just got in a fight with uh, Jacques Ray in the main event or whatever. It's like, I don't want to think about this. I just want to go home, get, rest a couple weeks, hang out with my family, fa- hang out with my family and everything. And then I'll start thinking about fights. I don't want to think about that right now. I was like, ah, oh, fair enough. That's Robert Whitaker. You know, so like it doesn't matter. It's like it's just if the fight if the fight makes sense, it'll happen. Yes. Just don't say whatever the matchmakers won't. Can we just agree on that? Oh yeah, no, we, that, yeah. that's, that's the one thing you never say. Just Yeah. But, okay. There are some that I that say that, like when Henry Corrales said it. He's I, like, well, whatever the matchmakers it. want, they don't even have to call me. Just say I'm in. Like I was like, yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, like, like don't even, don't even call me. Don't even tell me who it is. Just be like, Henry will fight you because I'm there. Yeah. And I was like, that's like, well, that's Henry Corral. So yeah, that, that's, that's his personality. Do you, do you, do you, yeah, yeah. he's just like, I don't know. I'll, I'll punch anyone. Pay me. Yeah, I'll punch <laughs> anyone for money. Should Neil versus should Jeff Neil versus Neil Magny get co-main event over Cowboy Morono? Uh they're all three round fights. I think Cowboy is way more popular than any of those individuals. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, but um. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Cowboy is the one that's going to drive. Is the one that everyone's going to know. Uh, yes, it should. Yeah, I agree. Ca- it cow- should. No, no, yeah, that's a higher level yeah. fight. Better. That's fight. fine. Yeah. It doesn't bother me one way or another. They're both going to happen. They're both going to be three round fights. It's not going to affect anyone. Like right now, Jeff Neal fights third from the top, and Donald Cerrone fights second from the top. Like if they just want to switch it. Great. If they don't, great. Yeah, but I think like um, Neal and Matt has more of a like a title contention type of thing, like an eliminator. So I feel like that would have mm-hmm. been better as the co-main 
But nothing against Cowboy or Moreno. That's great. That's a great fight. But I think Neil and Magni should have gotten yeah. precedence over that one. Two guys sure. not ranked in the top ten. Yeah, over. Yeah, no. Yeah, sure. Okay. Respect. Respect the ranking. Respect the hard work. The, the nil and the double nils got to got there. Yeah, respect that. Cool. Yeah, doesn't bother me one way or another. That fights are going to happen. Um, what's next, Ryan Hall? Dude is thirty-seven years old, and I don't think he can be champ. Well, he could be champ, but I want to see him fight first because I've been saying this forever. Ryan Hall's UFC career. Call out everyone in the top fifteen. Doesn't get it. Gets booked against someone. Wins. Calls out everyone in the top fifteen. Get someone in the top, like ranked 11, pulls out, rinse and repeat. So I just want to see him fight. Don't care who he fights right now because he's a very exciting individual. And as this individual has pointed out, he's 37, not getting younger. Just want to see him in there. And then we could talk about champ fights. Casey, yeah. I know you want to talk a lot. What the idea is I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think, he, I don't think he'd be champ. Dude, 90, 95% of the fighters on the roster aren't going to be champs. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Ryan Hall mm-hmm. rules. Sucks that he gets injured. Sucks that. He doesn't get the fight he wants. Uh, hopefully he gets better, and he's exciting. I want to see him fight. That's all. Yeah. I just want to see him in I, there. I, I don't yeah. care who it is. I hope he gets yeah. healthy. I I think he's actually scheduled to fight in July. I believe it's against um, Allegedly. the Georgian fight. Yeah. Uh, Ilya Toporia, I believe. Yeah. So hopefully he to that fight. But no Ryan Hall slander here. We yeah. don't like that. Casey doesn't like that. No one likes that. <laughs> I'm, no one likes I'm that. pretty indifferent. Uh, thoughts on Shabazz yeah. versus you're indifferent to slander. Why are we slandering these gentlemen fighting? Well, I, I don't saying he. I don't think he'd be champions. I don't think that's slander. That's just like okay, okay, cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah, cool story. Like, <laughs> like I like blue otter pops. I like purple otter pops. Cool story, bro. Like that's just your no, opi- no that's just your opinion, it. man. Wait, wait, wait. No. You don't you don't like blue ones? I no, I love blue, blue ones. ones. Okay, I like all the otter pops. But I'm no saying like if purple. someone, purple's I like purple. No, purple is terrible. All right. See, that's a cool story, bro. Same thing. No, that's, that's the correct story, Kristen. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows it's blue or red, but okay. Go what ahead. shirt are you wearing, Casey? Casey, what what hoodie is that? I don't know. Um, since I, I, I've been I've been slimming down, I can. <laughs> this, this is actually Esther's clothes. I can fit into her, I can fit into some of her clothes now. <laughs> this is Catholic high wrestling. Yeah. That's all. Just just two young men. You know, getting sweaty together. You know, Catholic High. <laughs> Where is Catholic High? In your heart. Definitely not. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. 
Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> thoughts, thoughts on Shabazzian versus Jack Hermanson. Awesome. Yeah. That's my Casey. Awesome. But does with Shabazzian's age, do you think he needs to be slow rolled a little more after taking that big loss to Brunson? A big the big the big whooping from Brunson he got? I think he's alluded to that. He said he kind of changed up the way that he was training for this fight. And I believe even after the Brunson fight, like his team was somewhat appreciative for Derek Brunson of like teaching him a lesson, I guess. And I guess it's good to have it early on in his career so he can learn from it. But I would assume if he would like to get to the top again, he would slow down just a little bit. And especially against someone like um, Jack Hermanson, it would probably be his best bet. But I love this fight. I'm looking for a showcase fight at middleweight because it's so fun right now. So hopefully this can be one of those. Uh, I love it. I don't think he needs to be slow rolled because if you're ready, you're ready. And he just lost a, a really high level middleweight that we can, Derek Brunson, we can kind of all agree is one of the more underappreciated middleweights in MMA history, has a lot of high level wins and has only lost to the best of the best. So a uh, loss to Jack Manson won't be the end of the world for Edmund Shabazzian. Will it be terrible for his career? Uh, in the moment, yes, but he's very young still and has a very but, bright prospect. But I mean, can we agree that in that Derek Brunson fight, I saw a lot of the reaction and they expected him to absolutely steamroll Derek Brunson. Yeah, said, it was weird. It was, yeah, it was very weird and all that stuff. And then he got, I think he wasn't even the main event at that point. I think the original one fell off of that card and then he got yep. picked up. So. I think a lot of high expectations were made for him because he was like the next big thing, and then that didn't happen. Shabazzian so. was like a three to one favorite going to that fight. Yeah, yeah. It's very weird. It's like, yeah. but, but that's that's more about Derek Brunt. That's more about the whole world yeah. underestimating Derek Brunson than overvaluing Shabazzian. I feel like. Um, <clears throat> but, was uh, Kevin Holland was Kevin Holland a favorite against Brunson too? Yeah, a heavy favorite. Yeah, that's so weird. Oh, that's, what I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah. Even this is yeah. even after he beat Shabazian, he was still a giant underdog against Kevin Holland. That's so bizarre to me. Like his law, his last four losses are to Adesanya, Jacare, Anderson Silva. I'm using in quotes because I think he definitely won that fight. And then Robert Whitaker. And then he's beaten Machida, Uriah Hall, like Lorenz Larkin, Ian Heinish. Like good wins, real good wins. Uh, just underappreciated individual. And he kind of put the blueprint out for Kevin Holland as Marvin Tori showed. Um, all right. A loss would be rough for Jack, though. That's back-to-back -back losses against uh, like the new guard at middleweight. A loss would be rough for both both of them. Um, sure, but I think uh, Jack, with his Jack's age, with his age, yeah, maybe. And he's had a lot of losses, and he's kind of gotten to like. Remember when he beat Jacare in his next fight against um, Jack uh, Cannonier? Like, if he had won, he probably would have got the title shot and he got knocked out. And then he beats Kelvin really quickly, and then he gets. And then he loses to Marvin, so like he's right there, and he just can't break that top three. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He loses that. He loses the fight to get to that number one contenders fight. He yes. Just, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's not. He's, yeah. He's, he's never one fight away, but yeah, he's always right there. But that, that's that's what we call that's what we like to call gatekeepers. Yes. Whoa. Uh oh. Whoa, whoa. There we go. <laughs> oh. 
Stay still, Kristen. <laughs> President, pre President for a day. Prohaska for title. Question for Christian. Kristen, if you were UFC president for a week, you can make one major change, what would it be? Hmm. Oh. What would I do with such power? Um, you know what? I would bring back the sponsorship shorts and like the banners that the fighters used to walk out with. I just, I'm a proponent of those individuals who participate in this sport to get paid as much as they can while they're in it and i think those are like the best option to do it obviously things have changed and you kind of go the route of social media and you could post ads over there for different supplements and whatnot that you may have used and that'll probably get a fighter money but honestly i got into the sport when the fighters were rocking like the condom depot banners on their shorts and stuff like that and i I liked it. It told me a lot about a fighter outside of their interviews and stuff like that. And it made them money. I would bring that back. I mean, I like the, I like the minimalistic approach to the fight kits. I think they look sleek. I think they look nice and I'm all for simplicity, but there's just something about making money and being able to showcase your personality that just tops all of that for me. So I want my fighters to make even more money than what they're making now. Bring back all the sponsorships. Boom. There you go. Thank Kristen, you, uh, Key of D minor. Anyway, what were you saying, Casey? Kristen, real quick. I, yeah. I hear that a lot. Because, oh, I like the simplicity. I like, I like the simple design. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't work for everybody. That works for just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think that it just makes it look a little bit more cleaner. And I think the purpose of getting away from those sponsorship shorts and those banners is because they would like to be taken more seriously and by seriously um they i mean mma would like to be taken more seriously as a sport instead of being just the proverbial redheaded stepchild that it's constantly been called um i like it i know some people don't i think they think that it's bland but i mean if where, this is where does that criticism yeah. come from the whole like oh i would like cage fighting but i see too many advertisements on his shorts so this sport yeah. isn't for me it's super weird. I, 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 don't, I just don't understand. It's like, I like yeah. oh, I, I like watching cars drive around in a circle for hours and hours, but there's too many advertisements on that car, so I'm not going to watch NASCAR. I, yeah, I, I, I don't understand that logic. Car. Yeah, it's super bizarre. I don't know why people have that same idea. To me, it doesn't really matter anyway, but I'm more so worried about getting just, the chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? If they want to come out in a Smurf outfit, if it, they go, hey man, they paid me hundred grand to wear this. Cool, I can, I can. As long as my legs can still move, I can, I can fight in it. Cool. <laughs> as long as you don't come out in who was that? Was that what was that fighter that basically wore a thong to the fight? Was that Dennis? Hallman? Dennis Hallman. Dennis Hallman. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. But if you were sponsored to do it, consider it. <laughs> what, we're speak, still speak, talking speak. about him. Yeah. 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 I know. I remember. That. You remember. But I remember, uh, yeah, but I remember, but those, okay, there's Speedos and there's like kind of wrestling type Speedos, which are a little more fit and don't, because his Speedos had like a little bit of a gap. So in, in certain spots, you go, whoa, I'm seeing whoa, way whoa. too much Dennis Hallman, even more than well, that. <laughs> well, we didn't have to see him for that much longer because yeah. um, I just call him chest arrow hair man. Ryan Ebersol. Yeah, there you go. He finished that pretty quickly. So we didn't have to look at it too long. It's called, it's called the marrow. The marrow. That's that's what terrible. that's what that is called. Yeah, uh, he got a lot of money for beating Dennis Holman quickly that night. <laughs> uh, anyway, second question from Key of D Minor. Question for the group: If Chandler can get a title shot after one impressive win, 
then surely Prohaska can get a title shot after two impressive UFC wins. Yes, logic would dictate that Jerry Prohaska, who just decapitated a human being on national television last week, should get a title shot next uh, against the winner of Jan Blachowicz and Glove Teixeira. Uh, I am very much in favor of him fighting Alexander Ratchik, as people pointed out, I was saying his name incorrectly last time. Uh, Alexander Ratchik is the co-main event slot, just to be on standby, because Jan and Glover are fighting in September. And that's a long way away. It's If they were fighting quickly, like in June, then yeah, Jerry should get it. But it's up to Jerry, I guess, if he wants to wait or not, because Ratchik also has a claim to being number one contender, I think. Jerry just wins way more impressively. And as this individual said, Michael Chandler gets one big win. Jerry gets two. However, I think Michael Chandler came in with a lot more fanfare, and he weighed in as a backup for a Habib fight. But Kristen, what say you about this Yuri michael Chandler comparison? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Yuri should get a title shot based on that performance. I think that Alexander, I'm not even going to say the last name because I don't want to be yelled at. <laughs> I think his last fight against Tiago Santos was supposed to be that type of showcase fight so, so, yeah. so he could prove that he was going to be next in line after Glover. And it just wasn't the most exciting win. I think a lot of people expected, you know, fireworks in that fight. And it was quite boring, to be honest. And I mean, do what you got to do to win. That's fine. Um, but when you have someone as dynamic as Yuri and such an interesting character, and as you so eloquently put it, decapitated a man last <laughs> Saturday night, um, you start to look at, well, what is going to be a more fascinating fight? In my mind right now, it's definitely going to be Yuri versus Jan, and Jan seems to be receptive to that idea as well. He also said that he was going to still take on Glover, but I do have concerns that it's going to be so much later on in the year. I don't know if something could happen to either of those people. Hopefully it doesn't. But if it does, I would probably pick Yuri to step in over, mm-hmm. over Alexander right now, just because I think that'd be an incredible fight. Well, Casey, because I know you love the UFC rankings so much. <laughs> Yuri jumped up three spots after his win over Reyes and knocked off Ratchik from the two spot. So he is sitting at two and Ratchik is sitting at three. So rankings would dictate Yuri's up next. But I I still think they should fight as the co-main just because they should they all be on the same timeline. You serve the backup. We can avoid the Corey Anderson Yan situation when they fought. And well, I guess we didn't avoid anything, but you know what? We know what we're saying. We wanted Corey Anderson Yan to be on the same card as John Jones and Reyes, not one week apart. But that's neither here nor there. I'm fine if Yuri gets the next shot, but personally I want to see him fight Ratchik. Uh, no, I think, uh, I think you should have the next shot. Um, I don't like the two number one. Did you say no? No. Yeah. Nah. No as in yes. Yeah. No, no, no. I was like, no, I think Yuri should get the next shot. Yuri shouldn't have to fight Paraska. Uh, Yuri shouldn't have to fight, not Paraska. Yuri shouldn't have to fight Rakic. Ratchik. Rakic? What? Okay, let's go over Ratchik. Ratchik? (laughs) Probably. Someone's going to yell at somebody. Ratchik. Yell at those two. Yeah, um, yeah, Yuri should get the next shot, and um, and then um, Ratchik, one more fight. Um, but but back to the question about the whole, I, I I've I've hated this whole this narrative too. Like you have to fight this many times in the UFC before you get a title shot. No, you don't because they fought before. Yuri has like thirty something fights already. He's not he's not a, he's not a contender series prospect coming in. He's this guy's coming in like like ready to go for the title shot. So that's ridiculous. Same with Chandler. If um, 
Now, should Chandler get a title shot? I don't think so, but Dustin passed up the title shot for the Conor McGregor belt, so that's on him. So, yes, Chandler was next in line for the title shot. If, um, uh, if it should have been, it, it should have been, if Dustin passes it, it should have been Gaethje Oliveira, I think. Well, Gaethje, Ga- yeah. do, what, do we know what happened? To, what's the yeah. story of that? Gaethje, was, Gaethje said he was getting ready because he was under the impression he was fighting Chandler. And then he found out that it was Oliveira Chandler the same way everyone else did. So Oliveira took less money. Probably yes, which is 100%. when that when 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 that fight came out, I was like, oh, this is just simply the the cheapest title fight that the UFC could put mm-hmm. out there. Not saying it's mm-hmm. a bad title fight because obviously both men are incredible fighters, uh, Oliveira and Chandler. But payroll wise, this is definitely less than Gaethje. So mm-hmm. that's what we got. Um, yeah, and pro- yeah, but how how many impressive wins do you have to get in a? For like people, oh, only he only has two impressive wins to get a title shot. How many impressive wins? What, what's the what's the scale? I don't get it. I think it depends on division, honestly, because I feel like if what? you win two wins in light heavyweight, you're already like skyrocketing yes. to a title shot. But two yes. two wins over top ten opponents too, and Dom Reyes yeah. who was top five, not not just two. It's like you do that in any division, like right. And, and they were former title challengers. Uh, Vulcan was and Dominic. So you just Dom, Dom was the champ. That's, he just didn't get. He just uh, he was the champ. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah you make you made a point. But yeah, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you made a point. Yay! All right, show's over. Let's go um, home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I'm not. If Yuri gets the next title shot, awesome because I want to see him fight for the title. But if he wants to fight and he doesn't want to wait, then why? I'm not going to stop him. I'm not. Also, perhaps oh, yeah, the, the is a is an awesome fight. No, no, no. If they're wait it, it, timeline, if they don't want, if Yuri doesn't want to wait, yeah, I get, I get that fight. You know, and now 100%. do the matchmakers want to eliminate a a number one contender because one of those guys are going to lose? Mm-hmm. You know, and then how many wins does he need to get back for a title? I don't know. Have the UFC maybe one win, maybe two wins? So. That's up to the UFC matchmakers how they want to handle that, but it's obviously a great fight. Um, yeah, the timeline does suck because I want to see Yuri fight every week. <laughs> right, and I, like like I said on the post show, if the, if the world opens more by September, and they they can hold events in that part of the world because these like because Jan Rach, Ratchik and Yuri are all part of like the the European MMA scene, if, and they want to throw a fight night like in Croatia or, or like Hamburg or whatever, toss those guys on it. That'd be a great five round fight for a fight night. I would love to, I would love for the UFC to eventually do a pay-per-view in Poland, right? Right in KSW territory. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, that'd be be sweet. But you know what though? Joanna, Gamrot, all those guys on it. Man, but the Polish fans are going to be let down by the, um, because they're used to KSW shows. So like, Oh yeah. I mean, they're not going to be let down by the fights themselves, but, Presentation is a different story. Case very much awesome. so. Very, very much so. Qu- uh, Questionable I'll, I'll, Bellator cut. Any an insight on from Scott McCright? Any insight on why I did Bellator cut an undefeated woman's flyweight, Mandy Baum? She was ranked eighth in the in the recent women's flyweight rankings. I have no insight, but I saw this and was a little surprised, but I I have no idea why what their logical or logic or reasoning for it was. Casey, did you see this? I saw that and uh, it was surprising, but um, de- basically something's ha- something happened behind the scenes. 
<laughs> That's all. Because it doesn't really make sense. So something happened behind the scenes. Who knows what happened? Could have been money. It could be a money issue. It could be her management issue. Maybe it, maybe it was just like Scott Coker's like, I just hate that dude. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's just... Woman. No, 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 not her. I'm not her, but her manager. Her, her sure manager. So. Oh, I'm right. assuming her manager is a, a jerk, dude. That's what I assume. <laughs> um, uh, but um, yeah, there's a there's a million reasons. Um, we'll have Mike Heck in beautiful Uncasville this week covering Bellator, and um, we'll make sure Mike Heck ask Mr. Coker about that. There you go. How about that? Or she just signed a one fight contract. Like Phil Hawes fought once in the Bellator and then went on to Brave. So I don't, maybe it was just a one fight deal. But they said release. They said release. So it implied that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, And I think she has a fight already. She has another fight coming up. Like at the end. Yeah, she does. Yeah. 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 It's. It's contract stuff. It's nothing. It's nothing about her actually being a quality fight, quality of a fighter she is. So this is two questions from Terrence Leverett. Question one: TJ Brown grabbed the fence five times and once it deducted a point. Luana Pinheiro got hit with what seemed to be a not-ending fight blow. Does that prove that winning at all costs is more important? And should Marcos have said she couldn't see? I think it is going to take a lot of a. F- a lot of fighter not accepting fouls and quitting for them to change the rules. Um, we're going to answer the first one first. Kristen, what were your thoughts on the TJ Brown and Random Marco situations that we just saw at UFC Vegas 25? Yeah, I think the TJ Brown thing is obviously terrible. I think uh, Kai Kamaka's manager, he said he was going to appeal that decision. I mean, if it was such a blatant, like, there's no way that person should have won the fight, then... Best of luck to you, but usually in these situations, nothing really changes. I feel like you could appeal as much as you'd like to, but sometimes the decision is always going to stand, and they're probably just going to have to take that loss, even though you know they won, as was brought up by Casey. You know, Dominic Reyes won his fight against John Jones, but it goes down as a loss on his record. So um, the Luana and Randa fight was very odd, and I legitimately thought that it might have been over after the eye poke just because when the doctor was asking um randa if she could see i thought i heard her say like it's a little blurry or something i just need more time do yeah. do eye pokes have like five minute like the same as like a foul when you get hit below the belt do they not have five minutes yeah they're, they they're, do. Spo- they're supposed to have five minutes but that's that's a, that's the doctor's discretion the reason oh, okay. groin shots have five minutes is because because of obvious reasons, the doctor can't come out there and just look at your junk in, in front of the crowd, but they can look at your eyes. Yeah. So the idea is like the five minutes for groin shots because, well, this is kind of an arbitrary amount because we can't give you a full examination right now. Um, the eye yeah. poke, though, is after yeah, you, you have time, kind of, but really after the doctor says, can you fight or not, There's mm-hmm. then that's really it. There's no real well, my eye's going to get better. So if the doctor decides, well, let me give you, let me, let me kind of hem and haul with the ref for a little bit to give you some time. But that you'll see that all the time. Yeah. You'll see refs kind of talk to the doctor kind of slowly. What they're really doing is trying to give, the, the ref is actually trying to give the fighter more time, you know, because if the, the ref wants the fight to happen, you know, the ref wants, respects the fighter. He wants it to happen. So that's really it. It's kind of an unwritten rule. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no one wants a fight to end in a disqualification. Like, that is not the way any fighter would want their fight to end. 
But it just so happened that this happened because um, Randa delivered an upkick to uh, a grounded opponent. Those are the current rules, whether you like them or not. I, lo- I know a lot of people, look at Casey, he does not like that rule. You should be able to strike a grounded opponent. Maybe if you are also grounded, that just makes sense. But those are not the rules right now. Um, and it's unfortunate that we have to continue to do this defense of a fighter's reaction or way that they accept a fight because now that the whole Aljamain Sterling debacle happened now it just seems like anybody who gets fouled is a faker and they're not a real fighter and they should be admonished no legitimately I thought Luana was out of it and as soon as they panned over to her her eyes were kind of like glossed over and she's like what happened did I win I was like okay at that point you can't really fake that can you you can't fake that unless you are just I need this win. I need my win bonus. I'm going to play it up. But I don't think she would do that. And I don't think Randa would have accepted a win that way either. You saw how fast she came out when the when the time was over. She really wanted that win. She was on like a three-fight losing streak. Now it's four because of the disqualification. So I don't think she would have taken that. Randa had to get stitches in her eye. That's how, that's how bad her eye poke was. And, and those still- were multiple fouls, multiple. Yeah. It wasn't just like one thing. She got poked in the eye maybe two to three times mm-hmm. prior to the upkick. Yep. So. Fight shouldn't have been no contest. That's all. Neither fighter is obligated to continue, as Michael Bisping said. Rules are right. rules, and you might not agree with them. Those are both illegal fouls. Ronda, Randa obviously continued, and um, Luana didn't, but they're neither are obligated. Uh, Michael Bisping laid it out pretty well in his podcast and said she got hit with an illegal like it's like what we talk about like how many times have we seen a fighter get like a foul or warned or something for a low blow like very rarely so why not just run out and blast him in the junk if you know you're not going to get in trouble no one's obligated to continue anyway number two I remember hearing the people on Fight Island the Dustin V Connor fight weighed in on Friday and fought on Sunday morning they had two nights of sleep after uh, meaning they had more time to recover. Dustin cuts more weight with the next fight being in Vegas, less recovery time. Do you think this could affect the fight? Not a question, but if they do, the UFC 263 and UFC 4 pr- press conference together, that would be fire. Uh, <laughs> they will not do them together. Connor and Dustin are going to get their own press conference for sure. Uh, I could see 260 also because 263 is like a month away. So I don't think they're going to do them together. Um, the Dustin Connor Wayans were, they weighed in f- for us on fight Island. It was pretty early in the morning. Uh, like we, the fights ended Sunday morning or, or whatever, or started Sunday, whatever. I don't think there was a lot of difference in recovery time. It was just, the fight was slated for prime time. It was prime time. Your guys time, right? Uh, like in, in America, Habib, no, the Connor card. Con- yeah, Connor, Connor was prime time. Habib was morning. Yeah, because yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, because I, that the four weeks of the before the Habib card, we were getting to the arena at like midnight and then leaving at like five in the morning, and that one, one was like normal time for us. And the Connor went through everyone off. We got to the arena and it was nighttime, uh, and we left and it was sunny. It was very bizarre. Um, but yeah, I, there wasn't that much difference in. Uh, recovery and Dustin is a pro he's been doing this for a long time I think he'll be fine <laughs> yeah um, uh, let's go to the our user our um, comments do, 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 do. Um. <laughs> uh, 
Can someone, <laughs> can you please explain <laughs> the PFL rule set? It's really frustrating to watch a fight and have no idea what acronyms they're referring to or what the point structure is. Uh, what? What do you know? What this individual is talking about, Casey? I think the you know the you know six points for the first round finished four points. Oh for, uh, oh oh! The point, oh, the point structure. The point structure. I got you. The I point think structure. They actually, I think the they actually step. repeat that a lot during the show. I think a maybe lot. Mr. JK is looking at his phone too much during the fight, but uh, yeah. I think I think they explain that they explain that pretty well actually. The, the yeah. their point system for the tournament for, the, for their tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit odd, but it's I think it's three points if you finish in the first round and then three points for winning overall. And then as you go longer, the points deduct. So two yeah. points in the second round if you win and then another three points if you just win entirely. And I think the less amount of points you can get is four. No, one, actually. I think that just depends on what happens in the fight. But yeah, they explain it on the broadcast. Yeah, I, I, I feel they laid out because the, the opening... The, the opening fights are kind of a round robin, and then based on how many points you have, then you go into a Here, tournament, and then yeah, yes, it's basically an MMA World Cup where you have the you have the tournament, yeah. and then like the top like six move on or whatever to the 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 group of sixteen, if you will. But here it is: win in any round, automatically three points. So if you win, you get three. One, first round finish is six; you get three extra points. Round two, two extra points. Round three, one extra point, which I think is. Because, like, we've seen some, like, absolute bangers. And, like, it's a back-and-forth war. And then you win in the third round, and you get one point. Like, I feel like that's a little <laughs> odd, but it is what it is. Uh, so you win in the first. If if Kristen this heel hooks Casey and takes the coward's way out in the first round, that's six points. Yeah. <laughs> as Sean Strickland referred to Brett of that. Was it a heel hook, right? I was yeah, like, yeah, or, yeah, some kind of ankle lock, yeah. It was like, yeah, all right, bro. Weird. But if Casey comes in and fights like a man and just front kicks Kristen into oblivion, that's six points too. Yeah. Don't do that. I've had extensive jaw surgery, please. Yeah, Casey. How rude. <laughs> okay. I won't kick you in the face, Kristen. Please, he'll hook me. He'll hook me. Yeah. <laughs> Slice up my ACL. Don't kick my face. All right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Don Lilly. What do you think of all the Bantamweights competing on Bellator on Friday night? Yes, we haven't talked yeah. about Bellator. Bellator has a very high-level fight. We lost, unfortunately. We're going to have to talk about it. We lost Romero uh, from the fight. So Anthony Johnson will still be fighting Jose Augusto. Pitbull, uh, protege. So still a good fight, but he's not Yolo Romero. Uh, and, of course, the rest of the main card, we got Patricky, uh Pitbull, uh, not Patricio Pitbull, Patricky Pitbull versus Peter Queeley, SBG Ireland uh, pr uh, product. And then, of course, Michael Venom Page finally fights Derek Anderson after a long time. And then we got Josh Hill, yeah. Ruffin Stotts. We got Patchy Mix, Albert Morales. Of course, we fortunately lost James Gallagher from that card. Uh, so that's a bummer. Henry Corrales, who we just talked about fighting Johnny Callis. Uh, El Goyito Perez uh, is fighting uh, to kick off the card, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, a lot of high-level Bantamweights. Uh, Casey, you've been kind of fist pumping and doing a jig while I've been reading off the fight card. What is your, uh, what's your overall impressions of this card, even with Romero being off? Um, even Romero off this card, even if Gallagher off this card, total bummer. But this card still freaking rules, and it's clearly the best card of the weekend. And um, I just hope people watch it. And hope people uh, support um, MMA. And um, I still hate Bellator's stupid round cage, but. 
as far as the fighters in there, it's a great card, and I'm super excited about it. I'm excited to see Patchy back in there. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how good. I'm excited for Archuleta Pettis. I mean, I want to see Henry. I love Henry Corrales. He's like to me. He's he's Bellator's Matt Brown, just a dude that just like I just want to punch you, you know. And um, um, Goito Eric Perez. He's he's always had a lot of talent. He seems to be, he seems to be kind of up and down, but uh, I still believe in El Goito. And um, and uh, oh yeah, Rufon Stas and Josh Hill. Just um, is it Ruf Rufon Rufion? I'm not That's sure. what I said. Yeah, Stotts versus Hill. Oof, yeah. Just uh, I don't think a lot of fans know about either of those fighters, but just great uh, bantamweight prospects. So that's awesome. But just bantamweight, best division in the world. So well, let's first of all, Henry Corrales. This is his bantamweight debut. So let's so, see how he looks on that yeah, scene. Because I'm hoping. when oh, the yeah. dude went in at featherweight, it didn't look like he had a lot to lose. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, Kristen, what are your thoughts on this epic card? I love it. I agree with Casey. This is probably the better card out of everything that we have going on. I think we have PFL, we have Bellator, UFC, but I'm definitely more focused on Bellator this weekend. And the Bantamweight division is just so exciting. You know what? They should freaking do a, a Grand Prix for Bantamweight. I don't think they've done it already. I think they've done Featherweight, and now they're doing Light Heavyweight. Hopefully the next Grand Prix is going to be Bantamweight because they could have easily stacked like one of these cards with a lot of these fights. And that could have been for, you know, like an eight man or a 16 man Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to have seen that. So hopefully Bellator, if you're listening, here you go. Here's some free advice. Bantamweight Grand Prix next, please. Wouldn't hate it. I think uh, the pausing of the Featherweight Grand Prix just kind of put a wrench into everyone's plans. But they got the light heavyweight Grand Prix yeah. going. They had the welterweight Grand Prix. They had the heavyweight Grand Prix. Uh, they haven't had middleweight. So they're either going to do middleweight or bantamweight or lightweight next. But I doubt Patricio Pitbull wants to be thrown into another Grand Prix because uh, he's also the lightweight champion. So maybe he just defends. but Or he gives it up and Patricio Pitbull fights. But if he loses to AJ McKee, why wouldn't they just run it back at lightweight and then AJ McKee could have two belts all of a sudden. That's another story. I'm surprised Logan Storley's on the prelims. Way early. Of this card. Yeah. Way early. Dude was undefeated until he ran into uh Yoroslav, right? Yeah. And he's like, he's fighting for the championship next, if I remember yeah. correctly. Right? Yeah. And he's undefeated. He's like 25 and 0 or something yep. crazy yep. like that. So man, how the mighty have fallen. But it is what it is. I'm very excited to see MVP throw down. Uh I wish he was fighting. For the championship or Lorenz Larkin, but it is what it is. I'm always excited to watch him fight, and I feel like this is how many times has he been matched up with Derek Anderson? A lot. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, the third, like third or fourth time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Derek Anderson is very well rounded. I think yeah. he has what 16, 15 wins, and it's like pretty even on. Like he has like five KOs, five like six submissions, and like five decisions or something like that. He's pretty well rounded. Uh, doesn't get knocked out ever. So, yeah, I mean, very Derek. Well, people don't know. I, I would say Derek Anderson is like a he's a mid card UFC welterweight. I mean, uh, that level. I won't say he's top fifteen overall, but he's UFC caliber. Clear, you, you know, like one of the. I don't know where I will rank him, but this is a, this is a real fight for Michael Page. This is this isn't a a can. So just because you may 100%. not have heard of him, he, he is he is a quality quality mixed martial arts fighter. I'm trying to find where the like I can't ever find the Bellator rankings. Oh, here we go. So Derek Anderson is the sixth ranked Bellator welterweight in the world. Yeah, and, and the MVP uh, and, is MVP is two. Yeah, 
These are the oh. Bellator only rankings. Yeah. Yes. Promotional rankings. Uh, and then we got Jason Jackson, Neiman Gracie, Logan Storley, Derek Anderson, Joey Davis, Paul Daly, Saba Hamasi, and Oliver Enkamp. Dude, I like Jason Jackson. Okay, I want to see him fight. So do I. He is. He is so very do good. I. He is very good. He's a fun, he's a fun cat. Yeah, he's got and he's got the best nickname in the sport. Mm-hmm. What is it? The the ass kicking machine. Yeah, the ass yeah. kicking machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's straight to the point. You know, I, I, I want to wait for one of those reporters. So, Jason, how did you get your nickname? Tell me the story. <laughs> <laughs> Just kicked ass. Kicked ass, bro. I'm I'm a machine. You know. Man, could they do a middleweight Grand? I don't think they could even do a middleweight Grand Prix. Charlie Ward is the seventh ranked middleweight in Bellator. Yeah, middleweight. Yeah, they, they, I think they Bellator's been trying to concentrate on so many other divisions. Yeah, the middleweight one is pretty shallow. Yeah, just just how it is. Like Austin Vanderford is third. Yeah, <laughs> that is wild to me. Oops. Good fighters, but I never would have thought they would be like top ten. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Diego Sanchez in the UFC Hall of Fame. While Diego has a fight that is already in the UFC Hall of Fame, he's locked to get in just based off his individual career, right? From Scott McCray. Um, you would imagine, but based on what Diego Sanchez has been saying in the media yesterday, <laughs> I'm not even saying this week, like less than 12 hours ago, uh, his chances of getting an individual nom have probably slimmed dramatically. I won't, I won't say he'll never get in because of course, Tito Ortiz is in and Dana White and Tito basically were supposed to get in a fist fight. That's how badly that relationship was. For so, money, not just for fun. For money. For money. Uh, wasn't it an exhibit? Wasn't it supposed to be an exhibition match? And then the commission heard about it and they stepped in. I, I, I forgot the details of that one. I don't. They made a countdown for. I it. know. Oh, dude, if you can, if you if that countdown show is still out there, it is hilarious how bad and dated it is. Like everything, so like good. the filmmaking, the camera shots. It's just like, but that was the height of MMA. Like I, I don't think MMA was ever like hotter than it was at that point in time i like, think it would as hot the the ronda connor era when they were both fighting that same year that was probably peak of like I th- popularity i think f- individual wise like ronda and connor were bigger as individual like celebrities but like just the the idea of ultimate fighting and we're in a cage mm. you know I, I, I'm, I'm more like that kind of era that was kind of yeah. like the era when like it, 
UFC went from, you know, being, you know, that VHS blockbuster tape, you know, next to the Faces of Death videos to, like, something you actually buy, you know, for real. So, um, that's on me. But, uh, oh, man, I, I remember I saw the show. It was so good. So good. God, Christian, sorry, what do you make of uh, Diego Sanchez's recent interview yesterday? I'm sure you saw it. He said the U- he, he was on Sirius XM. Okay. With uh, Anthony Smith. With Anthony and, Smith. Uh, and, uh, Shepherd, yeah. Yes. And he said he's afraid the UFC might kill him. They might come after yeah. him for what he said. So what did you make of that? Yeah, I actually got through um, like half of it because it's about a 45-minute interview like before yeah. we went on air. And I'll start by saying this. I really do commend the sincerity in which RJ Clifford and Anthony Smith are trying to understand the situation with Diego because they are really trying to hone in the point that, you know, there are people that care about you and perhaps the person you surround yourself with is not the best type of person. And I know a lot of people have also, like a lot of prominent figures in MMA have stepped in and said something to Diego. Um, But the interview itself was very... I'll say this, if y'all haven't watched it, please watch it so you can kind of understand his point of view, because I know um, it's very hard to see Diego probably in this state of mind, and you just want the best for a fighter, especially someone who is as long-tenured as he was. I mean, he was the first Ultimate Fighter winner, and you know he's been with the company for 16 years, and to see it all end so unceremoniously, it's like, I want answers, and I think you'll get a little bit of it in there but it was very um it's an it's unfortunate to hear those comments because you never want to see a fighter go out like this and i just truly hope that you know diego gets the help he may need if he needs it if he sees fit but yeah y'all should watch that um interview with sirius xm because they really are trying to get to the root of the problem and explain to Diego that this is more so out of care for you as a person rather than just trying to rag on you and your coach. Casey, what did you uh, make of this interview? If you read about it, I, I, I watched, I only had time to watch the first couple of minutes of it. Um, it's something I, I want to watch later. Um, uh, I like RJ. Um, I think Anthony Smith is, is great too. Uh, just, I just, I just love hearing Anthony's thoughts and things. Um, so I can't I have no real opinion on that. But overall, um, is he a lock to get in the as is he a lock to get in the UFC Hall of Fame based on his individual career? Uh, I would say no. Um, I mean, only had one. You no, know, he was never a title holder. Fought for the title once. Great fight, but got his butt kicked by BJ. Um, I mean, I guess just a popularity. I guess he can get in. But um, uh, it, it's it's a very complicated issue. The Diego situation because like it's it, there's 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 layers, you know there's layers yeah. on it you know, and the biggest uh, so it, it, just maybe Jose because you've probably I think kept up kept up with this a bit better than I have. Mm-hmm. Why did the UFC release Diego in one sentence? Diego in one sentence, Christ, um, or two, you know what I mean? Like now. If I, <laughs> Diego's team was asking for his medical history directly to Hunter Campbell. Yeah. Like Joshua Fabio was asking for medical, like medical history. Hunter Campbell said, that's you, we don't, we can't give you those. The commission can give you those, but like, we don't deal that. Like we can't, we don't do that. Uh, And then I think Joshua and honestly, Stephen Morocco would be the best to answer. This is I'm kind of paraphrasing right now. Uh, 
Joshua said he's like concerned about Diego's long-term health, this and that. And Hunter Campbell was like, can Diego fight Cowboy if you're having these concerns? Like, can he fight? Yes or no? Like, I just need a yes or no. And he was kind of dancing around it. And then Hunter emailed Diego and was like, Diego, can you fight? I want to hear it from you. And he wasn't getting an answer. So Hunter's like, well, then you can't fight. And then that was a wrap. And this is all from whose point of view? Who this is? From. There are supposedly phone conversations that individuals have heard. I heard I heard the the Fabia one that he released of him having yeah. a conversation with Hunter Campbell. Well, and while it yeah. sounded odd, it was, it was to me it just sounded a bunch of like lawyers, like a bunch of lawyer talk from Hunter. He's like, well, he's he's there protecting UFC, so he didn't want to say anything yeah. about UFC at all liable. So he was doing his job, and I know people want to hate on Josh Fabia. For many reasons, uh, but to me, the call itself wasn't that horrible. He's just trying to figure out. He just wants to collect all the medical information for his fighter, which seems fine. Right, and I, I think that's fine. But Hunter, like, do you you had to go. I think you went to the wrong person, and I think, mm-hmm. and I'm not defending the. I'm not a defender of the UFC or any. Yeah, of I'm, not def- yeah I'm not defending either but side. It's I just like, don't know all if, the facts. If yeah. if your coach is saying we have concerns about my fighter's health, you say, well, that's alarming. Can he fight on Saturday then? You got, like, that's just a, that's the obvious follow-up. Also, remember Chris Cyborg got released because she, like, secretly filmed Dana White having a conversation and and her team put it out there. Josh Fabia has now released, and Diego have now released, like, two separate videos of secret recordings and a fighter meeting and then recorded, like, one of the high-ups of the UFC over the phone. So, yeah, it and probably they they wasn't going to last much longer. Yeah, yeah, they say they have two years worth of recordings just for um, like an insurance policy. So who knows what's going to come out next? Yes, a lot of people are, and I don't, I have absolutely no idea how true this is, but I've I've seen it a few times that there was fear that maybe Joshua was trying to put together a case to sue the UFC for like having Diego fight when he shouldn't have. But I don't know how true that is. So there's a lot more to the story that. We don't but know. Yeah. To answer yeah. this individuals correctly, I do believe Diego Sanchez was a lock. If Stefan Bonner's getting in, then Diego Sanchez can get in. The Sanchez get yeah, the Bonner get in on his own just You know, he's an he's an he is an individual inductee. He's the him and Forrest Griffin are individual inductees. Hmm. So if Stefan Bonner can get in, then Diego Sanchez can get in. Because Stefan Bonner did not win the ultimate fighter. He never fought for a championship. He's been in one of the greatest fights ever. Diego Sanchez has been in a lot of the greatest fights ever. He fought for a championship. He just ran into motivated BJ. Yeah. And won the ultimate fighter. Diego was a lock for sure, I think. He was like, yeah. but Dana also has a soft spot. Well, didn't he induct like the entire class of the ultimate fighter season one? Or he wanted to at some point? Like he has a soft yeah. spot for that whole class. Yeah. So I think he was a lock for sure before this. Okay. And honestly, like he has like the Gilbert Melendez fight, you could just induct straight up. As like one of the greatest that fights that fight ever. You just go in as a fight, yeah, for sure. Carl, his fight against Carl Parisian too. Remember that fight? That fight was unbelievable too. So like he has a lot of fight of the years uh, that he should he could get in uh, for those fights. But that dude, the he posted the full fight of his Gilbert Melendez on his Instagram a while ago, and I forgot how insane that was. Third round, yeah. I still I mean, I, mean oh. Gil, I think Gil, I think Gil still won that third round. That's. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But um. It was the fight was fight was crazy looking, but not as close as you remember. But it was crazy for sure. Yeah. Um, there are moments in that fight. There are moments for sure, and, for sure. 
And it's uh, and it was such a big upset, um, man, because Gilbert was like number two or two or one at the time, and Diego he was had, like kind of. That was that is Gilbert Melendez's, and I'm using air quotes. That is his only win in the UFC. Oh, okay, because he definitely beat Benson Henderson. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but after yeah. that, he lost. After that, he lost to Anthony Pettis. He lost to Jeremy Stevens. I believe he lost to Edson Barbosa, yeah. Arnold Allen, yeah, Eddie yeah, Alvarez, and like, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's. Like, th- this is, like, pre-light heavyweight Daniel Cormier. And, like, Daniel Cormier would always get sandwiched between these epic performances, so everyone thought he was a boring fighter. Because it was, like, Gilbert Frank Melendez, Merrick. Diego Sanchez. Well, that was his second fight. That was his oh. first fight, because he was sandwiched between, like, all those knockouts, the Nate Diaz, Josh Thompson. Finish. Oh, that was it, yeah. And then, he f- and then he just kind of held Frank Mir against the fence for three rounds, and then you saw Gilbert Melendez, Ben Sanderson. And then his follow-up, it was, like, Gilbert, Diego, and then Daniel Cormier, Roy Nelson, and then Kane just like just slamming J- JDS on his head and knocking him out. So uh, and also even before the Gil the Gil uh Dago fight, we had like Gonzaga, I think it was Sean Jordan, and I believe Dodson and Daryl Montague, who was uh, at the time the Tachi Palace champ. So uh, that was an insane card. And I will die on this hill. CB Dalloway definitely beat Tim Bosch on that prelim. Anyway, I digress. That was also the fight uh, Jessica, uh, Jessica uh, quote-unquote, beat Sarah Kaufman. Jesus, why do I go to tapology.com and just ask Jose? Is I don't know, man. <laughs> the because, human encyclopedia here. Yeah, that was the one that uh, the Jessica guys went over. Sarah Kaufman was overturned to a no contest. You remember all that? Tom oh, Fury? yeah. And Hector Lombard knocked out Nate Marquardt and just literally sat him down. Oh, it was a bullshit decision of Kaufman too, but that's another. It story. was, it was, it really was. All right, uh, we're, we're, we're we've been talking about. We're gonna fly through these now. We're gonna fly through them. Like, here we go. We're flying. We're flying. Boom. Oh, wait. Strawweight is stacked. What does a win, real quick, like just give your real quick one one sentence answer for this. What does a win do for Marina or Michelle mean for the for them? Kristen. Uh, it does a lot for Marina. Um, I think she's like the new big thing at Strawweight. So if she puts on a really good performance against Michelle, she'll probably be very close. And with Michelle, she's like a perennial contender anyway. So she's always going to be maybe one or two fights off from title contention. So I guess we'll see what happens. Casey. Puts them each one win closer to the belt. Yes. Also, this is a flyweight. It's a short notice fight. But it's uh, a strawweight fight. It's too I know, I know. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying if people, w- people that watch the Wayans are going to be like, oh, oh they yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like, no, gotcha. it's a flyweight. Uh, who would you want to see next with a win? Personally, I think Marina against Juana with a win, and I'd like to see Michelle versus Mackenzie Dern if she can be successful. I'm fine with anyone in the top 10 of Strawweight fighting anyone in the top 10 of Strawweight because that is the most stacked female division in MMA. Yeah, makes sense. You, can, you, can, you, can't, you cannot F up the matchmaking. What's next for Cloudy Gedalia? They, they, they won't. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's, next for, what's next for Cloudy Gedalia is the next one. Uh, I give her someone outside she, top fifteen. Um, there's a bunch of names I can't think of one, but there's a there's a lot of talent. I don't know, just someone outside the top fifteen. Yep. What What is happening with Tatiana Suarez? Is she still injured? Uh, there are rumors that she got that she re injured herself, or mm-hmm. uh, she she might be out a little longer than because she was targeting Summer. She also hinted at coming back at flyweight and fighting Valentina. Well, you got it. Do something, yeah. I mean, you can't you gotta just do something first. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I agree. So, uh, yeah. also, the winner of Murphy and JoJo gets the next title shot against Valentina. Even Valentina knows that, and we all agree. Uh, but if she wants to come back and maybe fight the winner of like Arujo and who's Arujo fighting? 
she's fighting she's fighting this next Shagan, weekend, Shagan, this weekend. Shagan. Shagan. cool that's cool. why I was the winner of that if she wants to come to flyweight great other than that just give her the highest ranked person at strawweight that's not fighting for the title yeah yeah yeah, I, I like I like Suarez at um, flyweight too, but uh, she says yeah. she can make. But in the like, whenever she fought like six years ago, or so she's yeah. she says she makes strawweight fine. But who knows? Thank you, Matt Bradbury, on the site. Bellator <laughs> is from Andy Burton, a fight promotion. Kristen, Bellator is fun. <laughs> uh, Bellator is the second biggest promotion. In the U.S. and their cages too round. Cool. <laughs> Translates to brave. Marcos illegal upkick. You think Luana Pinero oversold her inability to continue due to illegal upkick from random Marcos? Marcos felt the whole idea was suspect and said that she wasn't leaving the octagon without a win because of Pinero's inability to fight. She she felt the opportunity was stolen from her. Uh, the key word in there is illegal. She broke the rules. It is not up to Luana Pinero to continue. It is unfortunate if she was milking it and wasn't actually hurt, but it's just an unfortunate situation all around. Uh, I don't think the situation was opportunity was stolen from her because uh, I'm not in the mind of Luana Pinero. She might have had a concussion. I don't know. Casey? I have so many questions about this. Um, if that was legitimate, a legitimate, you know, Panera was really hurt, then Marcos ha- must have the most violent, strongest upkicks I've ever seen in the sport because she was down for five minutes and was and the, and the paramedics didn't even bring a stretcher and the, their coach literally carried her out right. of the cage like a baby. So um, Marcos must have the strongest upkicks I've ever seen. I mean, Dom Reyes got decapitated and he walked out of the cage on his own. He didn't have to be carried out. So um, Panero got even hit harder. So I hope, I hope Panero is okay because she got... Just met that that upkick, just yeah, it was so violent. That's all, Kristen. I don't think she oversold it at all. I think she was legitimately hurt, um, and I don't think it was stolen. It is illegal. Those are the rules. I know they suck, but you have to abide by them. And some people can eat upkicks, like uh, Yuri. Apparently, Yuri said that he ate an upkick from Dominic Reyes and was knocked out slightly, but recovered very quickly. So. It just depends. It's different for everybody. You know, Luana may have been significantly hurt, and Yuri is just like an alien, and he's not. So have it's, you, I, it's different. Have you ever seen anyone more more in pain than P- Pinero was from Upkick in all yeah. the years of watching MMA? Yes. Who? Uh, wasn't didn't Gegard Mousasi knock a person dead in Strike Force or D or Dream? Oh, it was Jacare. Yeah, one of those. It was Jacare and Musasi. It was yeah, one me- of them. Me- me- remember that shot that you saw of Jacare's Ray's head turned sideways? Yes, yes I do. <laughs> um, I hope I hope, it, I hope Penny Arrows Nico, all right. Hope, Nico, hope Price, right. Nico Price knocked someone out with an up kick, correct? Wasn't that it? Right? Uh, th- no, that was the hammer fist from the bottom. It was um, James Vick. Oh, James Vick. Yeah. 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 And they carried him out. Things yeah. hurt, man. Sometimes it's. Me- me- sometimes remember how those shots just- looked? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, sometimes we, you get not sometimes you get caught cold. I'm not gonna try and run, say she um, was milking it. Run it back. Run, run it back. back. Run it back. Hundred percent. That's, run the, simple, back. that's the easiest answer. Run it back. Prediction for Pettis Archuleta. What's your lean? Also, Bellator has the habit of rushing new signing into title fights, and then if they lose, they wind up in weird purgatory for like two years. Uh mm-hmm. Pettis wasn't rushed. I think Pettis deserved this title. Okay, shot. yeah. Not rushed at mm-hmm. all. Uh super bums that Gallagher mixes off. Tough 
run of luck for Bellator lately. Yeah, it's a bummer. Gallagher's legitimately hurt, though. Uh, but I was very excited for that fight. Patchy Mix is the real deal. Uh, and I, a lot of people think James Gallagher is super exciting. And the only person that's beat him in Bellator was just cut. Yeah. So. Uh, Ricky Bandeas? Yeah, but he, yeah. He, he was coming off three losses. Bandeas did yes. kind of look like he had a wall. but um, And kind of, uh, yeah. the individual, Zach Freeman, the one that submitted Pico in Pico's debut, was also just He's recently cut. But he hasn't fought for a long time. He just got he just got uh, his butt kicked by uh, Zawad yeah. Awad, Zayad 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 Yeah, Zayad Awad, mm-hmm. and he also has a full time job doing other things too. So MMA was kind of like a side gig. Also, the first thing Luana asked when her coaches came in was, "Did I lose?" She was out of it. I understand that Mark was frustrated, but kind of classless to publicly make those accusations, in my opinion. Um, hey man, I just I, she got hit the hardest kick I've ever seen. She she had to be carried out. She had to be carried out by her coach. Yeah, yeah. she got hit. I mean, if she lost, yeah, she's just frustrated. You know, you say things that are you're not thinking about like PR perspective. Like, how should I approach this? No, she's pissed off. You know, she's now on a four fight losing streak. This could very well end Randa Marcos's yeah. career. I understand run it, that. Run it, back, run, it run, back. It back. run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Easy peasy. Anyway, okay, and uh, we got a couple more from. The comment section. Um, wait, where'd it go? Where? Uh, I think I actually. Oh, here we go. Yay, Kristen rules. Can you recommend a good horror movie you've watched recently from Jessica Crystal Crew in the YouTube comments? Jessica, she rules. She's the best. I still have my crystals on my desk anyway, and I, I appreciate them every day. Um, a good horror movie that I watched recently. Hmm. I, what is the one that is called um, His House on Netflix is very interesting. It is like almost a social commentary on certain things, uh, but it is scary. I like that one. I also just rewatched this movie called Clown, super underrated. It's about this dude that puts on a haunted clown costume, which by the way, if you've seen this. That's redundant, by the way. Yeah, no, no, but hold on, hold on. Hold on. Clown costume. <laughs> this one, this one was like about um, because apparently clowns were like demons before. So he put it yeah. on for his kids for his kids' birthday party. And it's a terrible costume. Like no clown would look like this, but he ends up needing to feed on children so that he can sustain Ooh. himself at and at first when I first watched it, I was like, this is terrible, but it holds up. So watch that one. And last one for me, I also rewatched Terrifier. If you want to see some pretty messed up clownery, this, both of these are clowns, by the way. There, there's a pattern. If you want to see some messed up kills that include someone being sawed in half right where their nether regions are, fights for, I mean, movie is for you. Movie is for you. A lot of blood, a lot of gore, pretty messed up, but. And I will actually hit just. Are, are we talking movies. MMA or clown clown horror movies? What are we talking yeah. about? Clown horror movies. Oh, clown horror movies. Sorry. Up in, in the DM so that I have a list of this. I'm I have a notes list of 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s horror movies that are good to watch. So Jessica, I got you. Don't worry. All right. I'll send it to both of you as well because I know you guys like horror movies. I right? love horror movies. I love horror movies. Good. There you go. Thank you for the question, Jessica. Crystal Crew. Kristen, you just talked a lot about horror movies, but you know the drill. Anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to say? MMA or non-MMA related? The floor is yours. 
Uh, I will say thank you as always for having me back on here. I love doing this with you guys. And I would just like to make a mention that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So um, treat each other kindly, be nice to each other. If you need help, please reach out for certain resources and stuff that, that are there for you. And just take care of yourselves. Take care of people around you. Be nice. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. So do your best. Bam. Well said. 10 out of 10 promo. That's how you do it. It's Mental Health Awareness Month every month. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice every <laughs> month. Casey, except what you got to say over in Englewood? Oh, Englewood's good. Um, just want to say... Um, Happy anniversary to my <laughs> wife, Esther, and happy birthday, AK. It's on the same day. It's wild. Look at his commenter, man. He's back. Look yeah, at this I gotta name. Find, I got to pull that out again. That guy, I got more tweets about that sweatshirt and DMs than I ha- did about fights that week. Please it's unbelievable. Burn it. No way. Burn that, that, sweater. that sweater rules. It rules. That's, I got more. That, that, that sweater should be the new Venom fight kit. I don't need all this Dude. like oh. cool stuff with fangs. I need like... Like where are the I want different options, man. That's yeah, more fa- more less fangs, more sweater. I'll wear that to the A side next time. But anyway, stick around on this site for the Bellator Virtual Media Day next like in week. Two minutes. <laughs> yeah, next week. I don't know if we're gonna do A side next week because I'll be in Houston. So we got to figure out the PR schedule for that. Happy anniversary to Casey and Esther. Congratulations, Guillermo Cruz. Please, whoa, 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 please think of the Mayo, everyone. Oh. Flowers. They're beautiful. From who? Who's this from? Oh, a friend got sent this. Oh, it's really bright, but yeah. Aw. Hey, Esther, you're in camera. You could, man, you could white balance on those. Hi, Esther. Hi, Hi Esther. No, she's out, you no, she's out of way, yeah. <laughs> Casey, you, should, you can white balance using those. I know. Things. My <laughs> goodness. Anyway, congratulations <laughs> to Guillermo Cruz on becoming a dad. Yay. And Feliz. Feliz Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Enjoy your tacos and burritos, not chimichangas. And we'll see you next time. We're out. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.